Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Boots and Engines with me, Julian De Silva. Well, it's been a while, guys. It's been several weeks, and yes, I'm back. <laughs> well, yeah, I've been pretty busy with exams and assignments. Well, now that's over, I'm back with the podcast, and you know, I'm couldn't be happier to provide you guys with much more content, and you know, filling you guys up with latest updates and news of course as there have been so much that's been happening over the past few weeks you know signings that could have happened and stuff like that so it's so much so much to take in you know and let us not forget um now the champions league is coming to an end as well now that's something to look forward to we've got semi-finals tomorrow morning of leipzig and psg and Following that, we have Bayern and Lyon, which is going to be a really, really interesting semi-finals and see who will end up in the finals of the Champions League. But yes, let's get straight to the point of what our topic is for today. So, as we all know, over the past few weeks or so, or over the past few months, I shall say, Manchester United has been eager to sign one of UK's brightest talents, which is Jadon Sancho. And unfortunately, the transfer failed um, not long ago, right? So the Borussia Dortmund had given United a deadline till the 10th of August for them to decide whether they would choose to pursue with the transfer or, well, back out if they did not meet the £120 million deal. But, you know, let's let's really touch on this, you know, how money plays a huge part in football these days. That's, there's no denying that, yeah, football, money and football go hand in hand uh, over the past few years or so. Because, yes, players' evaluation has really st- st- struck up, you know, it's, it's crazy how, how much uh, players could be worth nowadays. And... You know, we, we can't really deny the fact that um, Jadon Sancho would be worth this much of money because he is a talented player. We've seen how he's been playing over the past few seasons over here at Borussia Dortmund. But what I was really um, crossed by and confused was that United found it hard to meet this pay that Borussia Dortmund had demanded because we have um, I would rather say gone to pay um, beyond the limit or rather beyond the amount anyone would expect you know for ridiculous amounts of money you know and yes some of them may not have turned out the way we expected but you know we learn from you know we learn from our mistakes but yeah let, let, let's talk about Jin Sancho Jin Sancho is really worth the money, you know, 120 million pounds for a player who's been really striking up the Bundesliga and, you know, showing his real quality, how he actually is, like how he plays on the wing, how he creates chances, his assist, his opportunities on goal. This is really an opportunity that, and a chance for Manchester United to actually build their front three or their attacking force, which they have long been lacking you know or rather in the process of building 
yes, they are in the works of it. You've got Marcus Rashford, you've got Anthony Marshall, you've got Mason Greenwood. Yeah, they're all really well, but we we need someone who's rather solid, you know. Yes, Jaden Sancho would be a perfect fit because he's still young and he has a lot of potential and he's already been uh, exposed to Europe. So that's kind of a good start. But the fact that people were saying, or rather the club was saying that, you know, he was expensive or, you know, it's kind of like beyond their funds. I found it a bit <clears throat> ridiculous in a, in a way because let's not deny the fact that also we have a player like Harry Maguire and, you know, we bought him and he is one of the most expensive vendors in the world for £85 million. Pounds. And not to say that he's the worst defender, but, you know, look where he is. Turned out he may not. He turns out to be, he's, he's rather floppy now. He's not. The most sharpest of defenders as we have seen in the previous results or rather the latest results, that we've, seen United play. You know, especially in the, Sevilla game. Uh, I really don't know what to say about that. You know, he, how he wasn't observant when the. Ball that came in for the equaliser when Sevilla, when Suso had scored for Sevilla for the equaliser, you know, that was one of them. And of course, there were previous matches as well. So that was really, really upsetting to, really upsetting to see how Harry Maguire had been performing, uh, seeing the, how much trust and value the club had put into him. But now when you, com- when you compare it, it's like, if you could spend $85 million for a player like Harry Maguire who came from Leicester and he turned out like this, why not spend 120 million for a player from a top Bundesliga club who has much more potential and has proven way more results, you know, as he is an attacking player, you know, so what's what's the, not to say what's the big deal, but what's that to lose, you know? It is, it is yes, we've seen attackers like um, Radomel Falcao or Angel Di Maria that did not perform during their spells at Manchester United. You know that that was that was really upsetting. You know during the Louis Van Gaal season, I was really I really had high hopes. You know because we had we had Robin Van Persie, we had Rooney, we had Falcao, we had Angel Di Maria. You know this was a powerful squad. I thought we could win the title. We were like, wow, this is like. A power squad, you know, we're gonna demolish all the other Premier League clubs, but you know, it didn't turn out that way. And in the end, you know, um, of course, Radamel Falcao got back to Elias Monaco, where he originally was from, as he came to United on loan, and Uncle Di Maria was sold to PSG, which of course he's doing much better over there. But you know, it it is um pretty upsetting, you know, as we are struggling to find a permanent solid front three or strike force as I would say but you know apart now that um, Jaden Sanchez's deal didn't go through because they want him to stay rather he chose to stay for one more season and now United are suddenly facing competitors from the likes of Barcelona, Barcelona, Real Madrid, PSG Bayern, you name them, you know, they're all fighting for their place to sign Jadon Sacho. And, yeah, it's so it's going to be a really, really um, 
it's going to be a transfer war, that's for sure, especially when the next season comes, rather, the next transfer window, if they are still, or if they're still uh, willing to sell him then. You know, but on the other hand, we've been hearing rumours about um, how, um, despite Jadon Sancho is still their key player to sign, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has been eyeing a number of, you know, additional players along the way. And one of them, um, I believe it won't be a surprise to many, is Harry Kane. So, you know, Manchester United have been told to sign Harry Kane instead of Jadon Sancho this summer. And, you know, it's it's kind of fair to see because, um, let's face it, we haven't really had a solid number nine in the United squad for a very, very long time. That, that That's definitely one, you know, that real striker that proves and is always on target and always scoring goals. Yes, Anthony Marshall has proved this point as well, but not up to the United standard, you know, not to how the standard where we used to do it back then during um, the 2011-2012 season, 2010-2011 season. We had, you know, Rooney, Berwatov at the strike force and, oh yes, of course, a good example also would be Robert Van Persie, you know, how he scored. He won the Golden Boot with the first season, in his first season with United, so that was, you know, a great season for us. And, you know, um, he does really fit that role, you know, the number nine role, because that's looking at how uh, Hurricane has been performing, yes, this season may not have been his best season, but, you know, over the past few seasons, um, he has really developed as a player, you know, and he has really been performing and he's been attracting so many other teams. Because I believe that Hurricane is a fighter, he is a player who commits, he's very determined towards his team and what he wants to fight for, you know, and he's always looking to score goals. He'll given any opportunity he'll take it. You know, that's that's the kind of player you want to see. But you know, in this it's also in the sense that United are having this previous nightmare because yes, they had Romelu Lukaku. He had Romelu Lukaku, yeah. He was doing well for a certain period of time and then, you know, he wasn't scoring goals and he couldn't really adjust to the squad and you know we ended up selling him to Inter Milan which I personally believe was something that we should have we shouldn't have done we still should have kept him and you know um, observed him and let him develop more you know as a player and you know I felt that there could have been something out of him because look at him now he's flying high in Inter Milan that's crazy like looking how he's been scoring goals and how he's been performing the Serie A and of course the Europa League as he he scored two goals against Shakhtar Donetsk this morning. You know, so Lukaku is such a is a is a great player, he's a talented player, you know. But you know, there's still people saying that United should not regret selling him because um we should keep our trust in our front three, which I believe we should. We definitely should. We should have a lot of trust in them because they have. They may not be the most strongest strike force we've had, but you know, they have been the most hardworking in the past season or so. I would say, you know, we we can challenge. You know, they they're saying that you know they're saying the United can challenge for the Premier League title with Anthony Marshall leading the line. You know, along with 
uh, Marcus Rashford and Mason Greenwood. So, you know, that that's something that I like to think about, you know. It's great, you know, it's great um, to see that we have this trust in them or rather the club has some trust in them because we have such uh, a young front three, you know, we've got Greenwood at 18 and you've got um, Rashford who's 22, 22, 23, yeah, so, and Rashford and Anthony Marshall are more or less the same age, around the same age range. So this is interesting, you know, we have this growing, developing front three who are very talented and colourful, not to forget skillful, and, you know, are willing to provide a threat to the Premier League clubs and Europe, of course. You know, looking at how teams are, how the Premier League clubs are actually going to develop the next season, starting off with Chelsea. Oh my God, let's not start with Chelsea. You know, Chelsea are really um, boosting their front three. You know, they've got Hakim Ziyech. And then they've got Timo Werner and then um, they've got Christian Pulisic and they're on the verge of signing Kai Havertz as well. So that's going to be a very, very powerful strike force that we're going to see in the next season of the Premier League. So that's one to look out for. And of course, the many other clubs which, you know, not everyone has been really updated with their transfers yet, but, you know, there are more to come without a doubt and of course um, well we have so much to talk about this club you know we have we just lost yeah we lost the other day against uh, Sevilla which was pretty upsetting I expected more from a club of United's calibre you know we could have done much better our goals that we conceded were really Callous mistakes which led to the goal. One which was which um, Harry Maguire was not looking at the ball. And I was a meme, oh my god. <laughs> the fact that, um, you know, the picture showed that how Maguire's vision was the opposite of where the ball's direction was, which was kind of weird because why would, why would he be facing the other way and not seeing the ball coming the other way? And of course, Brendan... Williams was a bit late and did not see Suso making the run behind him. And of course, the other one was, um, yeah, just sloppy defending again from Lindelof and Juan Bisaka. As you can see, as the cross was played in to Luke De Jong, Juan Bisaka had, you know, Luke De Jong on his toes. He was marking him, you know, wherever he went. But as soon as the ball was coming, he just let go, you know, he just, he just let him free, and Juan Bissaka just took a step back, and Luke Young just happily tapped the ball in, and after seeing that, I was just like, wow, how, how could such a thing like that happen, like, how did it, how did, how did it give, how did they give it away so easily, just like that, you know, that's, that's not the United that I know, so, there is a lot of work for United to do and we have a real uh, rebuilding to consider for the squad you know as I mentioned Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has much to consider in terms of uh, squad overhaul and bringing in new players new valuable players so that's definitely something to look out for
and hopefully we will make a change because it's what we need what the club needs and you know we definitely want to challenge for the title again you know we our very very close competitors are Liverpool yes they just won their title again after 30 years so it's definitely the challenge challenge that they're putting up against us and something we should look into more seriously because we are definitely falling behind all the other clubs that are rising while we are currently going the opposite way so yes that's all for me today guys that's all for me today i hope you guys enjoyed this episode yes it was definitely something to touch upon and yes there'll be more episodes coming away now that you know getting to ready to kickstart the new season and with so many transfers happening and everything that's coming away guys so stay tuned make sure to check out the other episodes if you haven't listened to it and all the upcoming episodes there's going to be a lot coming your way guys so stay tuned and you wouldn't want to miss out and don't forget to hear the f1 the f1 side of it as well as i have a lot to talk about on the spanish grand prix and the british grand prix as well that happened over the past few weeks so that's all for me julian de silva thank you guys and see you guys soon Bye bye